0: Hey everyone, it is Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and welcome to podcast episode number 309. Okay, so the streets are still filled with chaos and violence, and now it's hit right in my own backyard. So, sounds like a perfect time for yet another set of urban escape and evasion lessons as I share with you five sneaky tricks to almost riot-proof your vehicle. And don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's free show notes and our handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet covering everything you need to know. All you have to do is head on over to www.mcsmagazine.com 309 and download it all absolutely free. And now, let's talk tactics.
1: Firearms Training, Urban Survival, Close Quarters Combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival.
0: Hey there, welcome back everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival magazine. And okay, so it's finally happened, right? All the talking I do about escape and evasion and and riots and staying away from them, well, as I always say, sometimes trouble comes looking for you. And this past week, trouble came pretty close to my back door. So if you haven't watched the news at all lately, uh, there was a recent incident this past week where there are demonstrations going on down in Austin, Texas, in downtown Austin, Texas. And that's right outside where I uh, currently live. And what happened was somebody was actually shot and killed in an altercation that happened as a vehicle drove into the protest area and there was a, well, was still waiting for all the facts to come out, but uh, one person who was a protester who was protesting for Black Lives Matter um, had an AR-15 rifle and allegedly pointed it at somebody who had turned the corner and was in a vehicle and had honked the horn. Uh, said that this, that this person, this protester had pointed the rifle at him and had went ahead and that person pulled out their firearm and shot a couple times at that person thinking that their life was in jeopardy. Ended up killing that person, uh, the, the protester and going forward and then had rammed into an orange barrier which stopped that person's vehicle. Now they were not harmed in this. They were taken in by the police and they were released. So I think we're still waiting for all the facts to come out here. Um, but there there's quite a few things i think even in the whole um in the altercation itself i think that are 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 pretty important it's not really the topic for this for this podcast episode uh but it's what's interesting about it is that i think a lot of people weren't expecting because the media has blown this up into take you know you're either um, you know you're one side or the other right and what happens in any situation whether no matter what the protest is no matter which side is is protesting Really, it's the bad actors within a group that can really make something get out of control, right? And so what ends up happening, especially during this political season, we end up vilifying one side or the other, right? So Black Lives Matter is becoming a terrorist organization. Well, this was a a, a, a U.S. Army veteran. It was a white U.S. Army veteran who was a proud supporter of Second Amendment rights, who was in an interracial marriage, who had a quadriplegic um I don't know if that's, I think it's the word, like quadriplegic, uh, wife who was African American or black and was out there protesting, had always been trying to do things against racial injustice. Now, whether this person pointed an AR-15 or not, it was kind of stupid to bring one anyway. I mean, I think I've said it as many times as I possibly can, and I'll just keep saying it, that, you know, open carry really is stupid. You make yourself a target, whether that's for criminals, whether it's for police, whether it's for protesters, whether it's for anti-protesters, it doesn't it doesn't matter, right? Like this was a stupid act by this person. Unfortunately, they paid the ultimate price, and this 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 person is now dead. Now, this was a, a military veteran, proud supporter of Second Amendment rights, and so again, we we tend to look at these things as blanket descriptions of people that are out there when it's not, and that's that's actually important for the the whole thing here because when it comes to if you find yourself unexpectedly in a riot because you should not be out there like driving through riot areas anyway, um, you never know who is around you, who is going to be like if you if you typecast or stereotype the type of person who is a protester that they're always going to be black if it's a Black Lives Matter um, situation, if it is a white supremacy protest or something, and and if you just Think that, like, the white people there that have buzz cuts are all KKK. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. If you start to stereotype, you start to break away from your ability to be able to read a situation accurately and be able to defend yourself, protect yourself in all these types of environments. And this can happen, it can happen very quickly. Of course, our brains are, are pre-programmed to be able to pick up things very quickly, take in the information and try and do something with them. But, When you stereotype these types of situations, you end up giving yourself kind of blind spots here. All right. So this was a this was an unfortunate thing that happened here. Um, And I think that there's a lot of lessons that can be drawn out of the entire everything that we're seeing out there. Right. But this is really this podcast episode is really a piggyback off of a previous episode that we did, which was episode number 301, where I gave top 10 urban escape and evasion tips for inside of your vehicle, I think it was all for inside of vehicle. Actually, I didn't go back and listen to it, but it is escape and evasion tips for riots. And that was in episode 301, if you go back and listen to that. But I wanted to piggyback off of that because that episode, we had more than twice as many downloads of that episode than any other episode that we've had over the last several months. And so obviously people are very, very concerned about this type of a threat that's out there. And I want to give you some things gear-wise that you can do that are different than what I covered before and that are relatively simple to put in place. At least most of these are relatively simple to put in place. All right. So I want to give you five things right now that you can do on the gear and equipment side for your vehicle that should you find yourself unexpectedly in an area where there are protests that happen, flash riots, anything where you are inside of your vehicle and you're going to need extra help to be able to get Get out of the area quickly and be able to get to safety okay so i'm going to make this kind of quick here because uh, they're not really complicated but there are things that you can do right now or order right now that you should be able that should make you feel safer if anything like this ever happened okay all right so tip number one is to install run flat tires on your vehicle now i do this with all of my vehicles i do it for all types of survival purposes but for escape and evasion especially in a riot type scenario if you look and see any of the, the attacks that have been happening, that have been caught on, on camera, you'll find a lot of people are coming up to the vehicle, especially if it gets stopped. They're trying to tip the vehicle. They're trying to slash the vehicle. They have bricks. They have, people have knives out there. They have guns out there. People can try and shoot out your tires. They can slash your tires. There's a lot of things that can happen with your tires. And if you are running on your rims, you're not going to get all that far, right? So having run flat tires, It's just a very, very good thing to do for any vehicle that you have. Now, if it's a survival scenario and you're trying to bug out of an area, trying to evacuate, especially if there's debris around, there could be glass around, shards of metal. If you need to be able to get out of an area that's been hit even by a natural disaster, it's good to have that run flat tire that you can, if you do get a flat tire, that you continue on with your uh, evacuation, all right? Same thing goes here. The last thing you want when you have a protest going around you that flashes up around you or you're stopped, the last thing you want to be able you want to do is stop your vehicle. You want to be able to keep going. And so your your tires are your car's feet. That's what's going to that's where the rubber meets the road, pun intended there. And so you need that rubber to meet the road and be able to give you an out from the area. Run flat tires will allow you to do that. They have a, a, a core on the inside of them that even if the, the outside of the tire is slashed and it loses the tire pressure, you still have the interior core that you'll be able to, that will protect your rims and allow you to be able to drive for a, a certain amount of time safely so that you can get out of the area. All right. So run flat tires, they come standard on some vehicles. I have a, a one of my cars is a mini Cooper and that comes with the run flat tires and, which is awesome, but you can get them basically for any, pretty much I think any vehicle that's out there. They're a little bit more expensive, but in my eyes, they're well worth it given the situations that we're finding ourselves in these days, right? Okay, uh, tip number two here is a, uh, is kind of questionable, alright? So I'm going to let you make your own decision on this one, but it's to install 3M shield. Well, I say 3M. 3M is a brand, but security shield film on your car windows, on your side windows. Now, the front window, as most people know, is, is, is laminated. It already comes where it's shatterproof so that if something does come, you know, if a big rock hits your windshield, it's not going to come flying through and knock you out in your coconut, right? So that, we know that, but the side windows are typically, well, I can say 30% of windows now are laminated, but other ones are tempered where they're not, they're not breaking into shards, but they break very easily. Now that's for security purposes I'm not sorry not for security purposes that's for emergency purposes if for example you have to um well one if you get a side impact the the glass shard that's tempered because those glass shards won't interfere with the the airbag system in your vehicle but also if emergency responders need to get in through the window then they can or if you need to get out of the window you're better able to be able to shatter that window with some sort of an escape tool or be able to kick it out or any sort of extraction technique like that. So this though, if you are in an area where you are, somebody tries to get into your, into your vehicle. Now this could be for a smash and grab. You could be at a red light. It could be somebody that smashes through the window and grabs a purse. It could be a carjacking scenario. But for the what we've seen with these videos of people being caught in these protests, is that people like to throw things from a distance. So they're picking up bricks, they're picking up rocks, they're throwing whatever they can, they're throwing it at car windows, especially if it's a, if it's a vehicle that they've targeted for something. And the last thing you want, well, not the last thing, we already said the last thing you want is to stop, is to have your vehicle stop there, right? Well, you certainly don't want somebody to throw a brick at your window and all of a sudden now you have an open window there, And you're either getting dragged out of the car. People are getting inside of the car. They're taking over your vehicle. You have your family in there. So you are going to want to have some sort of protection there. Now, there are things that you can do weapon wise that will be able to help with that. But having something come through your window is a shocking or is a shocking experience as it is. You're it's going to take you a while to kind of recover from that shock and awe. And by then, somebody could already be dragging you out of the vehicle. Having a security film on your on your window, which can be done by, you know, you can do it yourself. It kind of installs like tint. You can have it professionally done as well. And like I said, some vehicles already have it done to the windows. It's an extra for some vehicles. Some come standard with it. All right. Um, So, again, this is going to help you if anybody, if your car is surrounded and people are trying to break into the window it gives you the ability to have more time to be able to react. Now, people are going to get through it eventually. They're going to be able to, but it's not the instant smash that you're typically going to get with some sort, of like a crowbar or a, a brick or, or a rock. So it does give you time to be able to react to it, either get to a weapon, to be able to get your vehicle out of there, but it is going to give you that extra time. Now, the challenge with this is that if you are in a regular car accident, especially if you are submerged, Underwater, and you need to break out of your window, even with an escape tool, with a laminated window, laminated side window. Escape tools don't work all that well. All right, doesn't matter what kind of escape tool it is. Now, first responders, I'm not worried; like they'll be able to get into your window. They have the tools to be able to break through laminated windows. It's more if you need to escape and escape from that vehicle. That's where you're possibly going to have problems. So one way that you can compromise with this is to install the security film on the driver's side and the passenger side of your vehicle so that if you do have, if you, if you do have people trying to break in, if they, if they break out the back windows, then all, all they're going to be able to do is get inside of the vehicle perhaps, but maybe not drag you, they're not going to be able to easily drag you out of it. Whereas if you get into a car accident now, if you're not able to escape, by opening the door or getting out one of the passenger side of the driver's side windows. You can still go to the back of the vehicle. If you can get back there and you can get to another window that will allow you to break through it and be able to get out. All right. So 3M security shield, I will say, say 3M because 3M does have a security shield that you can do for your, for yourself, for the, for the windows there. All right. So that's tip number two. Tip number three is to either get a car or install that has a sunroof, uh, get a sunroof installed, but I like sunroofs in my vehicle for, for a few different reasons. Now, one of the situations that we've recently seen here uh, with people shooting out outside of their car is that they have to, you have to roll down that window or if it's smashed through, you've already got it open. But if you were to try and shoot, if you had, felt like you had to shoot your way out of a situation, you're going to have to roll down that window or shoot through the window yourself. That's not a great option for you right there. Okay. One way you can do this, especially if you are in an escape and evasion scenario and you do have somebody with you that is skilled, is that with a sunroof, somebody can pop out the top. And people are not as likely to be able to like I mean, if you roll down your window, now you're drawing attention there as opposed to popping out of the sunroof there. You can go into periscope mode there, even with your, if you, even if you're alone. You can pop a gun out of the top there and you can fire. Obviously not accurately. It's, you know, up periscope, start pulling trigger doesn't work very well for accuracy. I think that's pretty obvious. However, it's a better option if you are in a true life or death scenario and you have people around your car, you're not going to want to roll down the window. And as soon as you shoot through that window, And that's going to go ahead and, and shatter that window. Now you're going to get only a momentary, momentary lapse there, where people are going to move away from your vehicle. But as we've seen in video footage, what ends up happening is people enclose right, they vacuum right back in to the vehicle after that happens. Okay. So you want to make sure that you have some means to be able to fire alternatively out then outside of your, your side windows. That's what I, I think. And then also if you can station somebody there that can pop up and would have some means to be able to get people off. Now we've talked about other ways that you can get people away from your vehicle. We've talked about in episode three hundred three hundred one, and talked about the stun baton that I like a lot. We talked about using a fire extinguisher that I like a lot. Also you should have one anyway. So there are other, there are alternatives to be able to use that um, just, just a regular weapon. But a sunroof does give you another port basically to be able to shoot out of whether you are alone or whether you have somebody else in the vehicle that can pop up there and, and take out in whatever way, non-lethal lethal, whatever you need, whatever you feel like the situation dictates, it gives you another, another uh, area there. Okay. Uh, tip number four is something that I've personally used, not in a vehicle escape and evasion, but um, I have used this a lot. I think I've told many people, on this broadcast uh, several times i think that where i used to live in new mexico was basically infested with many different street gangs like legit street gangs like violent street gangs and the one thing i learned or i learned several things but one one funny thing that i learned is that they don't like spotlights and so one thing i tell people to always have inside of your vehicle is some sort of a handheld spotlight now the one that i have is a 9000 lumen handheld spotlight it has a handle on it it is um the old ones I used to have was like a million, I used to have a million candle power, uh, it was like a halogen light or whatever, but those things get really hot. Uh, not that it's all that big of a deal, it's not like you keep it on inside of your vehicle, but anyway, those, those lights tend to get a little bit warmer. Uh, the LED is much, much brighter, it's a, it's a whiter light, it is a better quality light, and it's also, easily rechargeable. So most of the lights that you see these days, you can keep right inside of your vehicle. You can keep it in a charger. You can just make sure that you check it once a month, check the battery usage on it. But a handheld spotlight is going to be able to allow you to blind people around you. Now, having a couple of these, especially if you have somebody else in the vehicle, again, you can pop out the sunroof. You can have somebody shine it through the window itself, shine it through the back window. If you're being chased by another vehicle, that's some of the ways that we've talked about how you can use a handheld spotlight that, spotlight like this, even if it's a situation where you have people in front of you and you need to be able to cr- kind of traverse the crowd, um, one thing you can do is put the LED lights on the front of you. Now, what happens is people can't see, and it's basically the deer in the headlights scenario. So they'll basically, if they can't see, they don't know what to do or where to go. So it basically freezes them, which allows you to navigate around people if you can do that. Again, if you have somebody, and I've seen this with, I've had gangbangers like right outside my house that were having a party out there. I have my nine millimeter right there with me, but all I typically had to do was shine that spotlight because they didn't know exactly where I was. They could see where the light was coming from, but I could see them. They didn't know what they would be shooting at if they shot at me. I was always able, able to be able to get them back in the car. I told them that I was armed and that stopped them right there because they knew I had the advantage. Now the thing inside of these groups, these 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 protests turn turn violent, is that there is basically a, their backup is all around them, especially if it starts getting violent in that area. The ones who are going to stay in the area are the violent ones. The ones who want to tip cars are going to go to the car, they're going to try and tip the car. Other people are going to be staying away from there. So you can essentially with your with your light, especially if you have a couple of different lights, you can spotlight a group of people right there. And they're not going to know who you're going to shoot at or if you're going to shoot, what you're going to do. All right. So, again, this is this is always going to be situationally dependent. These are just tools that are going to be able to give you a better chance of survival if you have to use them. All right. Now, tip number five here is, is a little bit funny. This is one that's super easy, very low, uh, not expensive at all. But I always like to also add some sort of deceptive factor in there as well. So. One thing I like to do is have some sort of a sign that is highly visible to people around me that would not make my car a a typical target for them. So we've done this in a a few different ways. When we talked about the pandemic, one thing I talked about is that if you don't want, when we talked about looting and things like that, if we were looking at that type of a threat, if things were really kind of that collapse turned you know to the collapse, turned into something that in that to putting up something like a pandemic sign, like a quarantine area. Basically, people aren't going to want to go in where there's cooties. So having something that is preventative, like putting quarantine tape around your home in a situation that would that you would have something like that, then that makes sense as a preventative tool. We well, can do sort of the same thing when it comes to your vehicle by using a baby on board sign. So people, again, are not going to necessarily want to throw a brick through They might want to throw a brick through a vehicle, but if you find yourself in that area and people see that there's a baby on board sign there, they're going to be much less likely if they notice it to be able to, or or to want to throw a brick through a window where there's a family involved there. Okay. So the the thing with this though, is that you want to make sure that you use a baby on board sign that is visual. So you don't want it to be one of like the yellow ones that say baby on board on it and it's all just text. You want something that the brain can pick up because they're they're adrenalized also. So you want them to be able to quickly pick up that there is something that they don't want to hurt in that vehicle. So I recommend that you find some sort of, the one that I have is a, um it says baby in car on it, uh, which is much simpler language than baby on board. So baby in car and then a big picture of a baby, a cute little cartoony picture of Of a baby there so they don't even have to read the the text that's in the decal and these are decals i have one on both sides so you can do the left and you can do it on the right but these are peel and stick so if you don't want it on there all the time you can just peel it off and you can just slap it back on there if you want to later on it's very easy to do you can do it from the inside of the vehicle but they're they work very well for being able to visually show like hey there's a baby in here let this person go okay you can put it in the back window you can put it in the side windows you can put it anywhere you can put it um i don't think you're allowed to put it in your in your front window but i just have mine in the back windows there to kind of show people that hey there's something in here precious that you're not going to want to hurt all right so those are five sneaky tips i would like to hear from you though i mean i'm this is an area that uh, is near and dear to my heart and again this happened uh, right in my backyard in austin right down in the street that i actually go and get my breakfast tacos so, uh, I'm obviously staying away from breakfast taco areas these days down in, down in Austin, but I'd like to hear from you. Go ahead and leave a comment on our blog about what are some other things that you can do inside of your vehicle, either gear wise or strategy wise, technique wise, that will help you survive a, some sort of a, a flash mob, riot protest, anything that, that sparks up around you that you need to escape and evade. Just head on over to moderncombatandsurvival.com and Find this episode And go ahead and get your comment in there. Now, I'd love to hear from you. Now, coming up next week, I've got a huge, huge announcement for you that I can't wait to share with you. It's our biggest announcement ever in our history, and you're not going to want to miss it. In fact, it involves you. In fact, I'm going to need your help with it. As well. So please stay tuned next week. We've got a big announcement for our big company announcement for you. I'm really looking forward to it. I'll see you next week. And until then, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive.
1: This has been Modern Combat and Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment.